0: wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening.
1: ES Audio.
2: From the Evening Standard in London, I'm Mark Blunden and this is The Leader. America's borders are open to British passengers and to mark the moment at 8.30am on Monday, London's Heathrow Airport witnessed an historic aviation display. Two passenger jets operated by British Airways and Virgin Atlantic took off in concert, setting off in unison on the 3,500-mile route to New York's JFK, 20 months after air routes were closed as the pandemic took hold.
1: This is a massive moment for the aviation sector as we look to build back better from the terrible blow that the coronavirus pandemic um, has laid uh, to us. So it's about people fundamentally.
2: That's Aviation Minister Robert Courts speaking from Heathrow's Terminal 3.
1: It's about getting families back together. It's about making sure that when you haven't seen friends uh, for years that you're able to uh, to, to go out and do that. And that's particularly important with Thanksgiving and with Christmas coming up.
2: And it's a joyous day for those travelling on business and to see loved ones.
1: Um, so I work in uh, software
2: for an American company, um, so with travel opening up today, um, it's a crucial week for us. Yeah, it'd be great to see the boss as well.
3: Uh, my girlfriend lives over there, uh, so we've been sort of long distance for two years. I'm going over there to meet her family, that kind of stuff for the first time, so it's exciting, a bit nervous. but. Yeah.
2: Sean Tipton, spokesperson for APTA, joins me now. Sean, what is the significance of today's flights?
1: Well, the USA is by far the most important long-haul destination, both from a leisure perspective and also from business travel uh, for the industry. So yeah, it's it's incredibly significant. And if you look at the airlines who service the transatlantic yeah. route, it is the most profitable route in the world, normally speaking, but obviously during the pandemic, there were tiny numbers flying, if anybody at all. So that's, yeah, it's incredibly important. I think for the UK economy, it's very good news, not just for the travel industry, because if you look at the people on those flights, they're going to be a mixture, I would say, people visiting friends and families who have, they haven't seen for getting on for two years, and also business travellers, uh, and that's I know that's something the business community have been saying that they they were very worried, particularly post Brexit, about the fact that they weren't able to get together and have face to face meetings because of the pandemic, that it was damaging to their ability to transact business so so i think all those things together yeah it's very good news
2: and just how confident do you think people will be traveling more long-haul
1: journeys now we did some research recently and 46 people of people said they'd either booked a break over the winter or were going to be doing so that's much higher than normal you normally only see phew, 25 to 30 percent if that of holidays taken over that period so there is a massive appetite for getting away and i think certainly uh, if you're people who go for winter sports it's almost like an addiction really people just if you do it you you want to do it and they haven't been able to get away for any kind of skiing or snowboarding holiday for getting on for two years now so i was speaking to some of our members who service that market and they said their bookings had gone through the roof in fact the problem they were having was actually finding places for people to stay because it was so busy so there's that um and if you haven't been able to go overseas and most people haven't for getting on for two years of course people want to get away and so on the domestic side you know I, I, I think we all do. We all take holidays in the UK and any normal year as well. But what we saw over the summer, there was such a massive increase in demand because people couldn't get away overseas. Um, it put a lot of pressure on both infrastructure and also on pricing. Prices went through the roof. And sim- quite simply, not everybody can afford To pay those kind of prices and that's why overseas holidays actually a boom really because you spread the demand out which means that prices don't go through the roof in quite such a way and also there isn't such that massive strain on infrastructure because people have the choice of going overseas as well and are travelers still looking for the same kind of deal or for something different they suddenly said they're prepared to pay more for their holidays and they're upgrading Because if you, you know, obviously some people have been in an awful position where they've lost their jobs and hopefully they've been able to find new ones. But so they're in an awful position and probably taking a holiday isn't necessarily what they might obviously want to do. So they can't necessarily afford it. But a lot of other people, though, have been saving up large sums of money because they haven't been able to go to restaurants and bars, etc. for so long. So if you look at our experience, people are actually buying more expensive holidays. They're upgrading. Uh, I was having a chat with one of our members who's a high street travel agent in the north of England, and he said to me that he had people saying to him, they, this is it, they want a holiday of a lifetime because for two reasons, they hadn't been away for so long, and B, they saved up a lot of money. So people are spending more.
2: And so how does all this square with the huge drop in plane-related pollution that we've seen since COVID took hold? And what's the future looking like?
1: Nobody's going to deny, and we certainly don't as an industry deny that aviation contributes more carbon emissions. It does. But I think it's an industry that takes this rather more seriously than other industries. I mean, we do invest in new aircraft, which are considerably more fuel efficient. And that's something we think the government should encourage aviation to do. I mean, at the moment... Uh, air passenger duty uh, the government gets well in a normal year anyway which we'll be getting back to over three billion pounds a year and they've always said oh it's a green tax it's a green tax well not one penny of that goes to benefit the environment so why don't they use some of that money to to encourage well to help airlines develop more ecologically friendly fuels to move away from petrol uh also there are some really interesting developments in terms of battery technology with much lighter batteries. So I know that the many aircraft manufacturers are quite optimistic, certainly for short haul flights that they'll be able to have battery powered flights in a not too distant future. I'm not talking 50 years time. I'm talking about maybe 10. Uh, Also Airbus uh, announced not so long ago that they were investing heavily in developing planes that would be powered by hydrogen, which is incredibly interesting as well. So there are some, some technological steps going as we speak, and new aircraft are considerably more fuel efficient. If you look at the growth in aviation, it's not so much within um, the UK and Europe. It's mostly in, in uh, other parts of the world, such as China. That's where there's projected really significant growth. Because I know looking at the figures for people taking overseas holidays, they I used to say every year it's a record, but they started plateauing off. It wasn't a record anymore i think because there's a limited number of people taking limited number of holidays so so i think i think that probably was going to level off and with more efficient fuel as i said better aircraft cleaner aircraft those emission levels would come down by their very nature so but if you're talking about you know not just giving up flying the economic impact particularly on developing nations has been absolutely horrendous Because of the fact that they haven't, foreign tourists have not been arriving. It's been really quite shocking. That
2: was Sean Tipton from ABTA. We asked aviation expert Dr Lynette Dre, Principal Research Associate at University College London, about this new increase in toxic emissions at a time when governments are pledging to cut pollution at COP26.
3: Well, certainly the UK has some quite um, ambitious suggested policy now. They've suggested using, I think, 10% alternative aviation fuel across all UK flights by um, 2030, which if you look at the, the number of biofuel plants you would have to build or adapt to do that that's really you know it's it's really pushing the technology and certainly alternative aviation fuels so biofuels um, potentially power to liquid type fuels are likely to be a very large part of the the solution to aviation emissions so there's certainly there's policy work going on there the uh, the uk is quite ambitious the eu also has a similar initiative called refuel eu which looks at uh, again increasing the amount of alternative fuels used in aviation and then you have things like airbus for example working on hydrogen aircraft designs for the the longer term future so there is a lot of work there it's not something that people are ignoring it's just something that is that is difficult and takes a long time
2: there's more on this in the evening standard newspaper and at standard.co.uk that's the leader we're back tomorrow at 4 p.m